operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. All right, welcome back to the Comic Revolution podcast. As always, by my side, riding shotgun, Steven. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing pretty great. It's about to get really cold out here. It so. is this, you know, where Steven and I live, it is a magical place when it comes to weather. <laughs> because it makes no sense. Uh, we we woke up this morning, Steven, it's 62 degrees. We're in mm-hmm. the middle of January, and it is sunny and 62 degrees. Yep. But, hold on to your horses, because <laughs> by this evening, Steven, mm-hmm. are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Uh, by this evening, it will be down to 26 degrees. <laughs> yes, literally, Stephen, you take the 62 and flip it around, and that's what you'll have by the evening. That is insane, and only where we live yes. does that happen. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else in the country. This is oh, the no. most insane <laughs> weather patterns we have in our area. It's, it's fantastic. A schizophrenic would love living here. Yeah, oh yeah. It's just something. It, it, totally, it totally changes on a dime for no mm-hmm. for no rhyme or reason. Oh no! It's just fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, how's the new year treating you? Um, the new year is treating me a lot like the last year, which is not bad per se, but you know, it's it's going. All right, yeah. it's going. It's the it's the same old, same old. Yeah, pretty it's much. the same old, same old. I tried to see into the Spider Verse last night, Stephen. You tried. Yeah, I went to our favorite movie theater yes. that we go to. Yes. Love it. The big, fat, reclining leather seats. Mm-hmm. Just so, I love that theater. Yes. So we get there, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a 7.55 showing. Yes. It was on our calendar. We have a you know family calendar on our iPhones, sure. right, for all of us to keep track of each other. Mm-hmm. And we arrived there, 7.55. Oh, shoot. I don't see anything but a 6.55 into the Spider-Verse movie. <laughs> yes, my wife bought the tickets and then put down 755 in the calendar instead of 655 and we looked like idiots. So, uh, I go to the manager there, really nice guy, mm-hmm. tell him what happened, and the guy was like, no problem. Mm-hmm. I showed him my iPhone. I'm like, look, this is what happened. He's like, hey, no problem. I'll give you two complimentary passes. You come back whenever you want. Oh, okay. So we're going to go see it on MLK Day. We okay. will go see Into the Spider-Verse because uh, we have uh, too much baseball for my older son. Because, yes, it, it, baseball never ends. If your kid's on a showcase team, Steve. Yeah. Good God, it's it's inhuman. <laughs> uh, but but we, uh, we'll be going Monday, checking out. So I'm excited. Next podcast, I know a very belated take yeah. on, not a very hot take at all, <laughs> on Into the Spider-Verse, <laughs> but, yeah, look, I mean, there were a lot of movies. You had to see Mary Poppins Returns, you had to see Bumblebee, mm-hmm. you had to see Aquaman. Yep. It was a lot to see. I mean, and plus, yeah. you got, and plus you got Christmas and New Year's, and then post-New Year's, you got the, the you know, it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to see at one time, okay? Yeah, so I'm true. getting there, all right? Yeah. And this is the perfect time to see it, because it's kind of a dead spot as far as movies are concerned. Yep, that's right. Speaking um, of movies, Steven, yes. did you see the trailer for John Wick 3? Yes. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> my God. How good was that trailer, that Steven? Was, um, <gasps> Holy shit. It's it's kind of hard to figure out what I liked more. The people on the Katana dudes on the motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I mean, the, the thing with him riding the horse, like that, that ah. really lived up to expectations. Because yes. just, I mean... <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, and him killing a dude with the book. Yes. With the book and just bam. Bam. Like, yes. And of course, the <laughs> choice for the song, Andy yeah. Williams's <laughs> Fight the Impossible Dream, right? Oh, my God. First of all, it's a, if you don't know that song, Andy Williams, great crooner. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. a fantastic song. You listen to that song, and I don't know how it doesn't make the the, the hair on the back of your neck stand up, mm-hmm. when you, especially when he starts hits hits the crescendo near the middle of the song where he's just belting it out. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> and that song is, that song to me, if you listen to the lyrics, the lyrics are fantastic in that song. Mm-hmm. And that those lyrics, I think, embody John Wick. Yeah. 
uh, better than anything else. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's just so good. And so the trailer <laughs> was amazing. I, uh, I showed the trailer to my two boys. They're 14 and 11. Mm-hmm. They see it, and they're like, <gasps> amazing. But they haven't seen the first two John Wick movies, so Ooh, we rectified that, okay. Stephen. We watched a, the first John Wick last night. Yes. And we'll watch John Wick 2 probably tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, they so you got, really you got liked... the sad one out of the way first. Yes. With the dog. Yes. Yeah, my, my, my family is, a, is a definitely a dog family. Mm-hmm. We have three dogs, as Stephen unfortunately knows very yeah. well. Every time he comes over <laughs> to podcast, they're, nice. they're like, Stephen, I've never seen you before. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, so yeah, I yeah. They, they were they were not happy about that, but they were they were glad that John Wick see all the all the revenge. Yes, all the revenge <laughs> was very satisfying. Yes. What's great, Stephen, is before we watched John Wick, so, so the past week this has been uh, unofficially John Hughes week at my house. Oh, okay, I have felt now that my boys, I'm probably hmm. uh, exposing my 11 year old to movies. I probably Bit shouldn't, early, maybe, yeah. but yeah. you know, he's he's a savvy kid. He's he's really like thirty years old, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> my, I, I decided it was time for them to really, to really experience the quality nineteen eighties movies because yeah. they're some of the best. And oh, John yeah. Hughes, that guy's. So we watched uh, Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. We watched Pretty in Pink. Of course, we watched uh, Weird Science, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched Breakfast Club. Oh, so good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And last but certainly not least, a Bueller. Ah. Bueller. That's right, Ferris Bueller. Day off. That yes. and that, I think they loved all the movies, which is amazing, oh, yeah. Stephen. Is here you are in 2019, mm-hmm. and I've got a uh, two Latin kids, mm-hmm. 14 and 11. Yeah. And I don't think you would think John Hughes movies would be uh, number one <laughs> on the list for two Hispanic kids in 2019, yeah. aged 14 and 11, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Wrong. Wrong. They adored them. They absolutely adored them. Mm-hmm. The movies have aged well. Yeah, of course they're 80s. I mean, but well, yeah. yet, duh, like any movie you see, they're reflective of the time they were made. <laughs> but the movies have aged well in the fact that I think a 14, 11-year-old kid still find them to be funny mm-hmm. and entertaining. That's yeah. how you know movies aged well. Yeah. Because there are plenty of movies from the, the 80s and 70s that I've shown my boys, and they're just like, I don't get Either I don't get, get it, it yeah. at all, it's just over my head, because mm-hmm. it's too much of a cultural uh, you know shift for them yeah. mm-hmm. uh, too much of a gap yeah. or or it just didn't age well it's not funny in yeah. the least bit mm-hmm. it just looks cheesy and dumb sure. but they found all of them to be incredibly funny entertaining and even and even the serious moments rang true for them mm-hmm. more so in uh pretty in pink and in breakfast club being the mm-hmm. more serious of the movies yeah Oh yeah, obviously, but the serious moment, the the things about you know, rich versus poor and pretty and pink, right? Uh, fitting in versus not fitting in, and then the various, um, the various uh, social groups and hierarchy in high school mm-hmm. that you see in Breakfast Club. Yeah, let me tell you what, Stephen, it rang true to my boys, oh, yeah. and here you are in 2019, mm-hmm. you know, several decades later. And the social commentary about the structure of high school and how it feels to go through high school and all that kind of stuff, yeah. being a teenager. Mm-hmm. It's just to show you, even though technology has changed and things have stayed remarkably the same, mm-hmm. the experience of being a teenager, and I think that's what John Hughes nails, the experience of being a teenager, and that transcends the generations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um because I've seen some movies that are a little more specific, like there was a movie, Eighth Grade, last year that was very much about teens and how technologies in yes. their lives now like everybody can go on YouTube and do whatever. Right. But um I mean but most of the best movies about teenagers have at least nowadays are like oh that was like a John Hughes movie. Right. So it's kind of like that's the it's weird how you know a lot of things from the 80s you like to make fun of that decade now sure. but like people are like oh that was like RoboCop or that was like uh, the Terminator or something. It's all, amazing from the 80s. how yeah. everything is based from something from the eighties, isn't yeah, it? Pretty it's much, pretty amazing. Or held up to or, something or, from the eighties. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But was I was really fast because I love all the John Hughes movies. Yeah. I adore them, mm-hmm. and I was really curious to see how my sons yeah. would react to them mm-hmm. and to see them really connect with them, mm-hmm. uh, the humor and with the the more emotional, heartfelt stuff. Mm-hmm. That was pretty interesting. That was yeah. pretty neat. It was pretty neat. I know not all kids are the same, but I'm just saying, still. Yeah. Uh, 
it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. And I was excited. It was fun watching them again for me because they those movies have really held up well. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've. I'd say the one that, um, I don't know, the one that maybe held up them. The, they've all held up well. So I'm not saying that one of them didn't. I think yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off might mm-hmm. be the strongest of mm-hmm. them. I think even now yeah. might be the strongest of the of those movies, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they're they're boy I don't know they really they really enjoyed them and it's interesting yeah. to see what was popular then versus what's popular now, <laughs> you know yeah. Uh, but my boys definitely uh, got to experience the magic of Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, and what's funny is that my boys have <laughs> seen um, they've already seen Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. When I told them, you know, the big jacked up bully in Edward Scissorhands? Yeah, that's Anthony Michael Hall. They're like, what? I'm like, yes, that dorky little scrawny guy turned out to be that yeah. steroid-ridden dude. <laughs> so that's been our movie consumption, Stephen, for yeah. the past week. Some pretty good stuff there. Yeah, there yeah. Not too bad, huh? No, definitely Mm-mm. not. There's a, there, you could definitely do a lot worse. Right? You couldn't, well, there's... You couldn't really do better. I don't no, think. At I least feel not like in that a, area. I feel like it's important to expose your kids to a nice wide range of mm-hmm. of movies. I really think it's important that they see something other than just what's current. Oh, sure. You know, yeah. They got to check out not just from the '80s, where that might be my favorite decade. Might be the '80s, yeah. And then the '90s being second, but that's reflective of my age, obviously. Sure. The '80s and '90s being mm-hmm. you know high school, college for me, right? Yeah. So '80s and '90s may be my favorite two decades, but. I love the 70s, the 60s. Every decade has something interesting to me. Oh, yeah. Except for everything mm-hmm. past 2000 is very blah and generic. I don't know. For me, yeah. everything past 2000, decades start to lose their individual look, and mm-hmm. they start to just kind of glom onto the decades before, and yeah. it's just kind of blah. Yeah. They're not, a, they're not as rich in unique identity once you separate them from the technology. Sure. And you know what I mean? Yeah, and that was actually something, because speaking of my movie watching, usually January is the month like, I kind of take off, because I'm so into it every other month. It's like, January, there's usually nothing that, else. That's the so off-season. Why not? Um, they're changing that, because glass is supposed to make a lot that's of money. That's right. So it's like, God, it's yeah. never going to stop. I know. Um, but I I sat down. I didn't really go anywhere last night. I went, went to lunch with my friend. We were out for a little while, and I was like, well, you know, I feel like watching a really terrible action movie. So yeah. I put on The Expendables. Nice. Of course. Yeah, and good stuff. Because I, I was watching it, and, you know, I, I like those movies. They're, Another movie, very good, 80s style. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the first one is probably my least favorite, if I were to like judge it, because I mean I like them all, but right. it's like, well, you know. Um, but I was watching that, and after having seen the John Wick, I was like, that that movie is so unique and, mm-hmm. and interesting the way it's filmed and the action. And all that. It's like if they need to do a fourth one, they need to get that guy who directed yes. that. Um, get like Shane Black to write the script and just mm-hmm. really go full eighties with it, mm-hmm. but like with the more modern. You know, more, yeah, the more modern look. Yeah, the, you have the cast full of people who knew how to fight, so you don't right. need to do all the quick cuts anymore. It's like, right. Just, just show them fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so I mean, some some stuff is is better now. Show oh, no doubt. But, you know, no doubt, no doubt. And but, mm. but I, I I often I mean we'll watch. I've made I've had the boys watch Smoking the Bandit, seventies <laughs> movie. They've seen Cannonball Run. <laughs> so I I picked up. They, they've watched. A fair amount of movies from the '70s mm-hmm. as well. Um, I've even have I've had them watch some movies from the '60s and '50s because sure. um, I think there's there's good, good cinema is good cinema regardless of the decade, mm-hmm. and I think it's really important to step outside of your own present self and right. and appreciate and experience. Um, what was done in earlier decades because there's really some good stuff out there, and I think oh, yeah. sometimes people get a little myopic. Yeah, um, I agree with you that. Know, Mm-hmm. All right, my Definitely. friend. <laughs> Enough movie chat. All right, let's go. Uh, let's check out some of the uh, some little news mm-hmm. bits. Not a lot this week, Stephen, that really grabbed my attention. Yeah. What I did find interesting is that Bumblebee, which a movie I adored, and I mm-hmm. thought it was by far the best, easily the best uh, Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It is. Look, it's been a steady burn. Mm-hmm. It didn't blow up the box office like Aquaman or Mary Poppins Returns or something like that, but it has been a steady burn, and it's it 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 is had it has legs, yeah. and it's done really well over in China. Mm-hmm. Its opening oh. weekend brought in almost sixty mil. That's not surprising. Um, so but it's good news. It it's I you know what bombed in, in China, completely bombed. Um, Creed two. 
Really? Bombed. Big uh, I time. guess that's not a surprise. Yeah, it doesn't really surprise me. <sighs> I don't know why that would be a, a uh, huge surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad to see Bumblebee. It, they, it's got legs, and I'm glad to mm-hmm. see. I, I'm glad to see that because I want them to make better. Yeah, better Transformers, <laughs> better Transformers movies. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm, I'm really hopeful that that it does that it has legs and and gets a lot of love when yeah. it comes out for Blu-ray sales and and streaming because I want them to be encouraged to make better Transformers <laughs> movies. You know what I mean? So that's I mean, what I'm hoping. I mean, because this one was actually fairly cheap to make. Yes, it, one, yes, it so. was. Yes, it was. And, of course, Aquaman continu- continues its onslaught on the box office market, mm-hmm. Steve. And Aquaman is now crossed the $1 billion mark. Yep. This is the first DC movie to do so. Mm-hmm. Aquaman. Yep. Steven. Who would have thought? If I had told you, <laughs> if I had told you back in the first of these DC movies, this extended universe, mm-hmm. was Man of Steel. Came out in September 19, 2013. Mm-hmm. If I had told you, right before that movie came out, let's say we're hanging out, cracking a few beers in the summer, probably in July. Old, probably wasn't old enough to do that then. Oh, that's <laughs> true. I would have been. I would have had the beers. You'd have had water. <laughs> of course. <And> so, <laughs> you like how I, I don't change my beer consumption for anybody. <laughs> um, that's understandable. <laughs> so if we had been hanging out July 2013, and I asked you, Stephen, and I told you this, and yes. said, Stephen. Yes. In in just <laughs> six years, six years from now, DC's best performing movie is going to be Aquaman. You would have said you were drunk. Thank you. <laughs> and nobody, it, 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 nobody would say otherwise. Let's be honest. Back no. in 2013, nobody would have thought. That. I mean, yes. absolutely nobody would have thought that. Yeah. That look, I got I, I ding on DC for them screwing the pooch so many times with their movies. Mm-hmm. I, I Man, wow, <laughs> really, really, really did a good job. Did a good job taking the Marvel Studios formula and applying it to one of their franchises mm-hmm. and staying true to their franchise. Yeah. I like it, and I like the fact that DC's now saying, hey, we're gonna do more standalone movies. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I think the I think the path to success for DC going forward with their movies is to use the Marvel Studios formula minus yeah, the universe. The interconnected universe. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the key, Steven. Yeah. I think that's the key. Because mm-hmm. the Marvel Studio formula works. Yeah. You remove the crazy inter- interconnected mm-hmm. continuity part of it. Yeah. Stick with their basic formula. Mm-hmm. That's a win. Okay. That's a win every time. In my opinion, it's a win nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you just do your job, yeah. you're going to have a popular movie. Oh, yeah. And they 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 did it, and, and I'm glad to see that they've now come out and said, yeah, we want to do more of that kind of yeah. movie. Thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. What's interesting, Stephen, <clears throat> now it's crossed over the $1 billion mark. It's, it, the last numbers that have come in on Box Office Mojo have it at uh, $1,040,000,000. Uh, mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> What's interesting is um, you compare it to the other DC movies, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously done the best worldwide, but if you look mm-hmm. just at the domestic, mm-hmm. just at the domestic, Stephen, Aquaman has not been the best performer. Really? No. Aquaman's massive success has come on the backs of, of China. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Absolutely. Uh, in, in the worldwide Sure. The the worldwide market. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look just at domestic, the Wonder Woman hmm. by far did better. The Wonder Woman's domestic growth was four hundred twelve million. Aquaman's two ninety six. Wow, that's a big difference. Oh yeah. Suicide Squad's domestic gross was three twenty five. Yeah. Wow. Sizable jump over Aquaman's two ninety six. Batman versus Superman, a movie pretty much derided by everybody. Yeah. Three thirty. Three hundred thirty million. Well above Aquaman's 296. Wow. And Man of Steel, which a lot of people didn't like, me yeah. included, that did 291 domestic. Not that far off Aquaman's 296. Hmm. So, as a matter of fact, the only movie that, that Aquaman clearly outperforms domestically is Justice Just League's 229 million. Yeah. So, hmm. th- I found that to be very surprising that Aquaman, as of this moment, now that I'm sure... There's a good chance that it might pass Suicide Squad's 325 million and Batman vs Superman 330 million. It's possible. Yeah, I, I don't know. So. It's possible. Mm-hmm. But 
as it stands right now, I found it very interesting that their number one movie mm-hmm. is actually domestically uh, number four. Wow. Isn't that curious? Yeah. Whereas, whereas worldwide, Aquaman plays to a foreign audience mm-hmm. much more than Wonder Woman does. Yeah. And I'm not really that surprised about no. that either. I mean, uh, Jason Momoa, um, <laughs> I think when you go into other markets like China, mm-hmm. I think a male actor like Momoa probably has more appeal to the movie-going yeah. audience than um, Gal Gadot <laughs> does. Not anything yeah. against her. Sure. I- I'm just saying, Just I think maybe culturally, in some of these foreign markets, yeah. I think Momoa is more mm-hmm. of a draw. Yeah, and I think that they, I think that th- those markets, since they're coming up very, you know, I don't want to say behind ours because you know we had we've had Star Wars and sure. all these other big movies, the the seventies and eighties and whatnot. Mm. I think they are looking for what people used to look for, which Correct. is like a real experience. Yes, like this is the most amazing thing ever. I want to see it, mm. and Aquaman you provides know, that is one of those. Yeah. yeah, much more than Wonder Woman was. Yeah, which is a good movie. Which is yeah, it's just different. Yeah, agreed. Um, and that's and I mean that's probably why Infinity War did so well. Yes, I mean they're not going to see that anywhere else. Absolutely agree. Man, the Wasp probably didn't, didn't do so well because it's just okay. It's okay. nothing special. Whatever. Right. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Also, in movie news, Stephen, mm-hmm. it looks like there might be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot that could start production this year. Okay. Um, Isn't that interesting? Interesting, not surprising, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. as long as they don't look like a bunch of Shrek rejects, it I'll was be totally the fine with that. the producers <laughs> of uh, A Quiet Place, uh, Bradley Fuller and Andrew Form, are the ones who revealed that this could begin production later this year. Hmm. I mean, I know usually when they say producers, they say, "Oh, what was their last hit?" We'll just put that up there. But mm-hmm. um, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite familiar with their other work. It's Paramount, so I'm... It's Paramount. I'm nervous. Yeah, 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 good reason. But, yeah. The only good news that came out of Paramount was that they snagged Christopher McQuarrie for two more Mission Impossible Bingo. movies. Bingo. That really was the only good news for Paramount. You're right, but that's yeah. a great snag, though. Mm-hmm. And Mission Impossible franchise, Steven, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I guess everything in the world is subjective, but I, I, I <laughs> firmly believe, Steven, I like your take on it, mm-hmm. being the movie buff you are, I think Mission Impossible franchise might be the only franchise. I removed James Bond from it because that's, I mean, that's been around since the 60s, and it's, yeah. it, that, that, that's, a, that's a unique animal. Oh, sure. I think Mission Impossible franchise is the only franchise that has gotten better with each movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That rarely happens. Yeah, that's, not only is it is it rare, it's just about unheard of mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. insane i it can't is. really think of any mm. that don't i mean like i love like toy story 2 and 3 but i wouldn't say they're better they're right. better than better. the first one i wouldn't say that um i i like the dark knight better than batman begins but the third one is not right i think that, that movie peaked so. i think that <laughs> the trilogy peaked with the second one yeah and i mean that's usually how it goes star right wars, exactly star wars the same way um you know, even hell, the Godfather, uh, right? But yeah, that's it's it's very it's very rare for that to happen, and it's also, I would say, out of the action franchises, yeah. it is the most consistently good, absolutely. And the fact that it's been going for over twenty years, uh-huh. and most of the times been handled by different people. Yeah, um, the only one I don't like is like they like, don't really like is the right. second one. I would agree with you on that. And yeah. But yeah, that's, that's so pretty great. that's a good get by Paramount. Oh yeah, to get him to come back for two more movies, mm-hmm. that's a really good get for Paramount. And yeah. Paramount needs the news because oh, a lot, yeah. a lot coming from Paramount's not good. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, a couple of animated movies reportedly in development. Stephen, mm-hmm. there are rumors that Warner Brothers Animation is going to be plan- planning their own animated Mortal Kombat movie. And it will be coming on their new Warner Media's streaming service that they're going to be rolling out soon. Mm, interesting. So yeah, everyone's got to start loading up with uh, you know original content for their streaming services. Stephen, you're going to see this from Warner Brothers. Now they're going to be rolling theirs out. Universal's going to be NBC Universal's going to be rolling out theirs. Yeah. Disney's going to be rolling out theirs. Everyone's going to be creating more content. Mm-hmm. 
original content for their streaming services. Yeah. So it's just that's you're gonna see more and more of it. So I'm not that surprised. Yeah. Probably more based on video games. A lot of these. I agree. A lot. At least Warner and um, Sony own video game divisions. Mm-hmm. And Disney's gonna be upset. They didn't keep theirs around. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and speaking of animated movies, Stephen Dragon Ball Super mm-hmm. Broly. Earned 54 mil internationally ahead of its one-night North American theatrical release wow. last Wednesday. Hmm. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Yeah, it is. That's impressive. Uh, being an old Dragon Ball Z fan, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Yeah. I didn't get to see it. But rest assured, I, I will see that. You will see it. I yeah. will see that, and I will report <laughs> back my findings, my friend. <laughs> um, more movie news. DC mm-hmm. has st- said that the new Gods film, that I'm not still not too sure why we're making this movie. I, I don't think I, I don't. made. <laughs> Ava DuVernay has mm-hmm. stated that it's probably going to center on... Focus mainly on Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, to which I say, no and or duh. Yeah. Who else are you going to focus it on? Yeah. I mean, they're the most popular. I'm putting, popular. putting, I'm putting air quotes, human yeah. oh, okay. characters. I mean, who else yeah. are you going to focus on? The High Father, Orion. I mean, all the other characters are too, they're not even remotely human. They're too yeah. grand, cosmic, godlike. Mm-hmm. Mr. Miracle, by far the most human of all the New Gods characters, and mm-hmm. Big Barda in second place is the most human. Yep. And you get the couple thing. You get the, the couple Ma- from different worlds. You get the Ant-Man, the Wasp team-up thing to combat Marvel's team-up, you know, husband and hopefully wife team. With, hopefully without the sitcom 90s aspect of it. I don't think... Well... I hope I, not. I say I don't think you'll get it, but yeah. who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, in his... Like, Mr. Miracle's powers, that should... Proof some very interesting, like mm-hmm. you know, action scenes as he yep. can get out of anything. Yep. It's his thing. Yep. It's like, come on, don't ruin this for me. <laughs> so it's it's interesting. Yeah, it is. So I'm not not surprised, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see I, I still remain skeptical about that movie, Stephen. Yeah. Um, and the other rumor from <laughs> Warner Brothers is that they are going to be they're considering pursuing a Harley Quinn trilogy. Oh boy. Well, I mean, of course I'm going to say that. <laughs> how about you just focus on a movie? Yeah. I, I don't know, Stephen. Maybe you got the Birds of Prey movie coming out. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to come out in 2020. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to they're trying to keep Margot Robbie on on board. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. I don't think so. I I don't know. They got it for that. They got it for evidently. Um, Suicide. I think she's coming back for Suicide Squad. Too, yeah, so of Birds of Prey would be the first installment of a three-part story focusing on Harley Quinn. The second one will be like the second movie will be based on like Gotham City Sirens, mm-hmm. and then it'll build to a third movie, which will be Birds of Prey versus Gotham City Sirens. I think after Batman versus Superman, can we stop having? Yeah, we don't versus, need a versus. Let's not title. do any more versus titles it never ever works. again. It doesn't. I, to this, see, see now. I'm happy. I'm like good DC, good Warner yeah. Brothers with Aquaman. Then I see this. I'm like no. Bad Warner Brothers. This is what you were doing before. Bad Warner Brothers. Stop. Like, no. Yeah, don't announce these things. I don't know. That that doesn't excite me in the least bit, Stephen. Mm. Anyhow, from Disney, they had a few tidbits out there mm-hmm. that I found interesting. One, it looks like the Disney Fox deal is going to be closing in March. So we I will it was then, at the end of January. Well, I keep hearing end of January and, and then oh, and okay. into March it'll be they'll be good to go. Okay. To proceed okay. forward. Regardless, I think the earlier it gets, the faster Feige gets his hands on all the X and Fantastic Four characters, mm-hmm. and the faster we see what they're going to do with the various projects the Fox had mm-hmm. in the in the tank. Uh, in particular, the X Force movie, the Gambit movie, and the Doctor Doom movie. Yeah, and there are reports now that all I three think are, the dead. are dead. Are yeah. uh, dead, and and I think. They now the X, X Force. That's sad. I really wanted to see that because that, that was too. supposed to be the Deadpool three. Correct. Whatever, but um, correct. The Doctor Doom movie. I no thank you. Nah. And Gambit. I nah. no no thank you. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised that those are all dead. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney's also, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. they've announced that there's there are some rumors, and who knows these rumors that you hear? Nobody knows. There's a rumor that we might get to see Black Knight 
appearing in the MCU. I find that to be such a random character, but but it does work with what Feige has been doing with Marvel Studios to try to keep to prevent there from being a superhero movie burnout. He is really obsessed with making as many different genre movies to keep the keep there from being a burnout. And mm-hmm. so maybe this would be your Swords and Sorcery, Game of Thrones, uh, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. style movie. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I mean, you've already got your action adventure movies, you got mm-hmm. your espionage movies, you got your magic movies, you got your heist movies in the Marvel mm-hmm. Marvel Studios movies, right? right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be unheard of to roll out a Swords and and you know sorcery kind of movie. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it'd be huge because he's not. I mean, boy, you really they they they. They've rolled out some movies for some lower tier characters, but Black mm-hmm. Knight is that's that's, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty fringe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, and it doesn't have a, a, a sellable hook like like Guardians of the Galaxy Correct. does, or um, or Ant Man and the Wasp even. Mm-hmm. You know? um, yep, I don't know. Um, I guess if you're gonna see how many um, how many costumes the Marvel Studios formula can go as for Halloween, you might as well try a sword I, and sorcery movie. I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I'd, uh, anything like that after what happened with King Arthur and Ben-Hur, yeah, I don't think you need to go little... anywhere near that. I would agree. Sorry. <laughs> I would agree. Completely agree. Disney's also announced, Stephen, a live-action Hunchback of Notre Dame movie is in the works. There you go. We're going to live-action everything, everything, my friend. It appears that they have hired David Henry Wang from M. Butterfly to write the script. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh huh. Along with uh, Alan Menken and Stephen Schwartz to write the music. Oh, Alan Menken. He's... That's that's not bad, Stephen. It's not bad. That's but, not I mean, bad. That's one of their more. And of course, um, I don't want to say problematic because I know that's such a, a buzzword these right. days. But you know, you get you get a a hunchback and knows your job, and his whole thing is let me get the nice gypsy girl with the white guy. Yay. It's like no, no, that's 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 not gonna work. <laughs> the, 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 they'll they'll make that more palatable. Um, Josh Gad evidently will also star in the movie because it's a Disney live action movie. So Josh Gad's got to have a role in it. As who? Maybe he'll be the Hunchback. Oh great! So we'll get a, a controversy about how they didn't <laughs> hire somebody. Okay. Um, oh. I mean, they're definitely not gonna make it like the novel. No, 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 not at all. Um, I don't know. Not at all. The I found interesting also, <laughs> Disney evidently, we, we've talked about the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. They want to get that going again, right? They right. want to reboot that, mm-hmm. but they want to do that without Johnny Depp. Do you want to know how much Disney will save by not having Johnny Depp <laughs> involved? I, I could take a guess, but. $90 million. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh my, ninety million dollars! Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah. that's pretty pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And I still remain suspicious of any Pirates of the Caribbean movie being successful without without uh, Johnny uh, Depp. Yeah, yeah. and I and I I remain highly skeptical that they'll be able to reboot the franchise without Captain Jack Sparrow mm-hmm. being the main character. Yeah, and having someone else play that character again. I get it. I I know back many back in the day, many decades ago. There were people probably like you and I, Stephen, doing a radio show because there weren't podcasts, but they were probably doing a radio show, and they were going, hey, you know, Stephen, there's no way in hell you could ever replace Sean Connery as James Bond. It's impossible. Well, now they tried it with that George What's-His-Face. And, and he was sucked. terrible. <laughs> and who's this Roger Moore guy? He looks nothing like James Bond. Nothing at all. So, you know, I, I say that knowing full well that... Yeah. Anybody's recast. It, 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 it is possible. It's difficult. Oh, yeah. It is difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney also, <laughs> I found this interesting. Now, this is not doesn't have to do with um, transitioning out of the movies to their streaming service. Sure. Their Disney Plus Marvel shows, mm-hmm. it is rumored that they might have, oh my God, a budget of $100 million each. What? <laughs> Holy crap, that is a huge budget, Stephen. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you got oh the money, you might as well spend God. it. God. <laughs> I'm telling you, Disney is not screwing around with the streaming service. They are going to mm-hmm. come, and they're going to come hard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let me tell you what. I, nothing is forever. And Netflix yeah. is good now, but I'm telling you, Netflix might have picked a really bad time to increase their rates. Mm-hmm. They just increased their rates mm-hmm. this week, yeah. and it's getting even more expensive. Mm-hmm. And if Disney comes with h- shows that are high quality with a $100 million budget, mm-hmm. and they deliver high quality shows for a lower price, mm-hmm. Netflix will have a problem. There's only but so much discretionary income people have to spend, mm-hmm. and they they Netflix. Look, I get it. They they it takes money to make money, yeah. and they've got they have, they're making a lot of shows. Netflix are they make a lot and of they're movies. Not, they're making a lot One of movies. Original movies. They just cast Chris Evans and Tom Holland. It's See, not cheap. No, not cheap people to get. They are dropping money, mm-hmm. and so I get that they that that you know price increases. Sometimes are a necessary evil, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying they they've Netflix has jacked up the prices several times, mm-hmm. okay, uh, over the past year or so. Mm-hmm. They've gone up several times, so I, I'm just I if you'd asked me two years ago, mm-hmm. would, it would Netflix be almost impossible to stop? I might have said so. Now mm-hmm. I don't know. It looks like. Disney's not screwing around, and Warner Brothers is going to hop into the game. Mm-hmm. And you know they're not going to screw around. They may not come as strong as Disney, but they're going to—they're not going to screw around. Mm-hmm. NBC Universal is going to roll out theirs. Universal has plenty of good IP as well. Mm-hmm. They're not going to screw around. No, I, I'm just saying Netflix—they—they uh, they got their hands full. Yeah. They got their hands full mm-hmm. at the end of this year. It should be very interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean. I would I would argue the um, the tendency of people, especially in the United States, to stick with what they know is very strong. I mean, everybody knows Disney, but everybody also knows Netflix. I was like, well, well, you they already pay for it anyway. Who's, so whose IP is more recognizable? Mm. Warner Brothers, Disney, Universal. Netflix. I'm just saying. Which one's in last place when it comes to recognizable IP <laughs> among those? For competitors, it would be Netflix. Which one's the most valuable company right now? Still, the most valuable brand. Yeah, in the world. that that's in in this day and age, and that, that's because that, Solo bombed. That so that's that why. that <laughs> that can change on a dime. Just I ask know. Facebook how there's that's still, working out. Still just ask Snapchat right how now. that's working so out. Soon. I'm just saying there there are plenty of these that uh, mm-hmm. shoot up and then. Burn out real fast. That's right, but Facebook and Snapchat didn't ask for your money. Mm, I've, I've, mm, I'm telling you, in a fight I, between Universal, mm. Warner Brothers, and Disney, I think Netflix is going to have a. They're going to have a tough road to go. I think I'm not had, saying they're going to fail. I'm well, just saying they they're going to have sure. a tough road to go. I and I'm just saying that they are the first ones out. Peep, they have survived all these price increases. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll. I think. The toughest, the toughest fight will be Disney, but I, I don't know. I think I Disney's going to have to really sell gonna, this to people. I think Universal's going to be pretty beast too. Mm-hmm. I think and their streaming co- service is going to be pretty beast. Well, if they put out a bunch of minions and all that, it's like, oh, my kids love that. Yep. So and that's sure. and I think that's what I'm, and that's, that's I think that's what it is. Yeah. If they go for the kids, Universal's. Yeah. And and Warner Brothers, if they recommit to their Looney Tunes franchise, yeah. they they got they got some good IP as well that yeah. they could hook the kiddies in as well. Oh yeah, I and which will get that. the parents to get their service. Yeah. I could see that. Um, also, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Disney, not only are they dominating Steven mm-hmm. in the movies, right? They mm-hmm. they they dominated in 2018 box yeah. office studio, right? They yeah. they they got all the records. They made all the money. They had the second biggest year in the entire industry history with seven point, you know, gajillion, billion, trillion dollars. Um, Not only the dominating movie, Stephen, Disney's three Broadway shows set records. Incredibly enough, Aladdin, Frozen, and The Lion King. Aladdin broke the house record at the New Amsterdam Theater with a gross of 2.5 mil. 
that is amazing. It's the 14th house record set by Aladdin at that theater. Frozen set its fourth house record at the St. James Theater since opening the spring, grossing 2.6 mil on eight performances. Lion King broke the house record at the Minskoff Theater with a gross of 3.7 mil on nine performances. That's the 30th house record set by the Lion King at that theater. We talk about movies all the time. Broadway plays also makes a lot of money, too. Mm -hmm. Don't get me. I mean, there's money to be had. They just, what the hell, Steven? (laughs) Do they they just have, do they just want everything? Oh, my God. Uh, I tell you what, I've seen their Broadway shows. They are, they are really, mm -hmm. it's a different division of Disney, obviously. Different, totally different people running and everything. But they, they are. They're good. Mm-hmm. They are so good. The talent that they get for their for their musicals, mm-hmm. the the scores, the sets, like I mean, the costume. Wow, they are phenomenal. And everyone thinks when you think of Disney, you're thinking of movies. Yeah, right. You think of theme parks. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that the Broadway division of Disney's like that's a big deal to them. Yeah. That's a big deal to them. That's I couldn't believe it. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to see, if you ever go to Broadway. Mm-hmm. Go check out one of Disney's musicals. The Lion King in particular is fantastic. That one is really good. Well, that one's been around forever, yep. hasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's really the Aladdin one's good too, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Uh, Frozen's fine. I'm just I'm not I'm not I don't, I don't like Frozen. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I'm sorry. What was that? I, I don't like Frozen. <laughs> I know Stephen's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I think your daily check just got a rescinded. Oh no! I'm, wearing, I'm even wearing my Mickey Mouse Disney World shirt, and he looks so disappointed. He looks so disappointed in me. Uh, last bit of Disney news, though, Stephen. This is this is totally random, but I thought you might like this. Oh, Tokyo boy. Disney Resort mm-hmm. is getting Kingdom Hearts three themed hotel rooms. Oh, I wish I was there. What? That is so cool. Oh, how man. cool is that? You get a Kingdom Hearts key to unlock the door, uh, and then it's all Kingdom Hearts inside. Uh, How cool is that? I don't want to look. <laughs> oh, man. It's not fair. I know. <laughs> I'm like, why does Tokyo Disney... Why isn't it coming to Orlando? Damn it. Anyhow, there you they go. We get everything, and we get nothing. I know. I'm so pissed. <laughs> Tokyo Disney does get... They, they get they get the coolest stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, they I'm do. totally jealous of what they get at Tokyo Disney. So jealous. That mm. might be the best Disney park of them all. It's just... Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. And it's so far away from me. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyhow. Uh, just a few bit things from... A uh, few bits of news from actual comics, Stephen. Sure. Actual comics, you know, what we review here. Yeah. One... Real news. <laughs> this is an old one, but I wanted to bring it up to you because I thought it was just amazing. I can't wait to get it. We're going to review this. Scott Snyder and Charles Soule working mm-hmm. on a creator-owned title. <gasps> wow. My favorite Marvel writer with my favorite DC writer. I would say Charles Soule, really the only writer Marvel has left yeah. that's worth anything. Yeah. I'd agree Paired I'd agree up with, with Scott Snyder. <laughs> How awesome is that? That's pretty Oof. Dope. That's gonna be to, good. To, say what, to do what the kids say. Yes. Dope. That's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because I read the the book that I think it was Scott Snyder with Jeff Lemire. I think Lemire was the artist. But um. Yeah. That was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was excellent. Other little bit of news I saw. And Stephen, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about this before yes. in the podcast, and it just every time I see something like this, I, I just I go crazy. Okay. Dark Horse announced. We're, ta- we're talking. We're talking quietly. Dark this Horse announced, and we were talking about comic books, that they got Disney's Aladdin. Stephen, every time we see a title like this, I, I have to ask you. Let's remain calm. NPR voices. Does Marvel Comics still exist? Do they still exist? Do they? <laughs> Does does Disney know that they own Marvel Comics? Does Disney know that Marvel Comics publishes comics? Why do they keep doing this? I don't understand. God, it drives me insane. I don't get it. 
Well, there go the NPR listeners. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Moving on, because I'm just going to lose it. Um, yeah. We're, we're going to keep a tally of this. How oh many titles could have gone to Disney? God, to, That have gone to Marvel from Disney that are going to different publishers. It's insane. But it's Marvel insane. is publishing League of Legends comics. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of Marvel. Worry about selling your own stuff first. Disney. Seriously. Uh, Marvel has announced that War of Realms, their new big event, War, War of Realms number one, mm-hmm. uh, it was a four ninety nine comic. Not so fast, my friend. It's now five ninety nine because four ninety nine was not expensive enough. Mm-hmm. Jack that baby up to five because they got to win dollar share. Oh, this is an event. We got to no. crank that price up. It's just six dollars, Stephen. I just it, it, there is no floppy on the planet that I'm ever gonna pay six dollars to read. Oh no, just not gonna do it. Just, it's not gonna unless that floppy is like a hundred pages long, <laughs> okay. But if yeah. it's a regular twenty-five page floppy for six dollars, just, just no. Yeah. The no. only good thing about the War of Realms is that they're doing their oh, we're gonna tie in a bunch of issues. Like oh, I don't have to read that for a couple of months. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Thank God. <laughs> and before we hit the sales charts for December, Stephen, mm-hmm. let's take a look back at. Titles canceled by Marvel in 2018. Let's take a, in, in memoriam. <laughs> What's great is that the article that I found going through this list of titles sure. calls these fan favorite comics. If they were fan favorite, <laughs> they, they wouldn't be canceled. And technically, every comic ever published in the history of comics could be considered fan favorites as long as a single person <laughs> bought it and liked it. Okay. It's a marketing term. Yep. <laughs> uh, X-Men Blue and Gold both canceled. Well, yeah. Not a surprise. No. Jessica Jones, canceled. Not, Not a surprise. surprise. Vision, canceled. That was canceled before it even came out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Not a surprise. Cable, canceled. Not a surprise. Uh, okay. Iceman, canceled. Got Dang. a new title. We'll talk about that one. Oh, my. Sure to be canceled any moment. Oh, God. Hawkeye, Canceled. That was Kate Bishop. Mm, yeah. Not, not a surprise. surprise. Jean Grey, canceled. Not, not a, a surprise. surprise. Her character is better dead. <clears throat> she Hulk, canceled. Not a surprise because that just became. They, yeah, they turned her into a. To a bleh. It was terrible. To a bleh. <laughs> Luke Cage, canceled. Not a surprise. Unbelievable Gwenpool, canceled. Unbelievable that it was even made in I, the first yes. place. Yes, that's another character that was better dead. Gwen Stacy, I love that character, but yeah. boy, since they brought her back, mm-hmm. law of diminishing returns on that one, Stephen. Oh yeah. Um, now, on that note, let's take a look at the December sales charts real fast. Not a lot to go through, Stephen. Sure. What I did find interesting was DC uh, lost the war again. Oh boy. <laughs> they lost the war for the for the month overall. Okay. Marvel just just makes too many comics, Stephen. Oh yeah. They just make they just make too many comics for DC to keep pace. For the market share or unit share, Marvel was forty six percent, DC was thirty two percent. Yeah, dollar share, Marvel forty five percent, DC thirty four percent. Okay, so got it. Hmm. Marvel they just they publish more comics. I got it. They publish more comics. They had one hundred one comics in the top three hundred. DC had fifty four. Mm-hmm. They just they publish more comics. Yeah. They're going to own unit share and dollar share as long as they're willing to uh, publish comics at a, at a rate of almost two to one to DC. Yeah. What is interesting is how does DC's how do DC's comics do for the ones that they're making? Right. Sure. Let me tell you what, Stephen. Top ten. DC seven. Marvel <laughs> three. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the reason for that is one reason only. Batman. Man, yeah. Number one comic, Batman Who Laughs, number one, 220,055 units. Hmm. That's a good number for this day and age, Oh, yeah. Number two, Batman Damn, number two, 138,719 units. Nah. Number three spot, Doomsday Clock, number eight, 123,768 units. Beast. Numbers. Number four mm-hmm. is Batman number 60, 91,275. Number five, Batman 61, 88,428. <laughs> and then number six, finally, there's a, uh, a Marvel Comics, Amazing Spider-Man number 11, 
79,799. Number seven spot, Fantastic Four, five, 78,322. Number eight spot, Amazing Spider-Man, number 12, oh. 75,155. So it wasn't for Spider Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, they'd be in trouble because one. the number nine spot was Batman Annual number three, 68,207. <laughs> and number 10, Shazam number one, 66,950. Hmm. Now, what's interesting with the top 10, Stephen, is that by the 10th spot, you're already in the 60,000 range. Yeah. That shows you how weak the market is. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is Marvel only has three tiles in the top 10 and two are Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. And people want to talk about Peter Parker. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it go. And what's interesting is that they, you know, number ten was Shazam. It's like, oh yeah, that's more they people more people are interested in that than yes anything else you had to offer Marvel. Yes, congratulations. Yes, that is amazing. In the top yeah. twenty five, Marvel caught up. Mm-hmm. They make more comics. Sure, two to one rate. They caught up thirteen titles mm-hmm. in the top twenty five. Sure, DC has eleven. Mm. It's close though. Image mm. had one. Okay. Now you you get to the top forty and the top fifty. That's where you start to see them separate. That's where sure. you see the power of Marvel, just outprinting DC sure. at this point. Marvel in the top forty has twenty four. DC has fifteen. Mm-hmm. In the top fifty, Marvel has thirty one. DC has seventeen. Hmm. So when you get to the top forty and top fifty, mm-hmm. the guy who's making two to one more comics than you, sure, is going to have more. Right. Yeah. But on the bottom, the flip side of it, Stephen, mm-hmm. on the flip side of it. Comics that are below the twenty five thousand mark. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Comics below twenty five thousand mm-hmm. uh, that sell between twenty five and twenty. Right. right. That range twenty five thousand to twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. DC has seven. Marvel has eleven. Okay. Yeah. Uh, comics that sell below twenty k. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Below 20K. Mm -hmm. DC has seven. All right. Mm -hmm. And Marvel has 34. (laughs) Seven to 34. Mm -hmm. That that shows you that, okay, DC gets, they take it, they take it in the middle section mm-hmm. 40 to 50 you know, the top mm-hmm. 40 top 50 top 60 that range sure. but when it comes to bottom selling titles marvel is just producing way more crap selling titles than dc wow. dc does more with less they, they don't make as many comics they have to try to make them count mm-hmm. and so poor performing titles dc doesn't they just don't subsidize poor performing titles yeah marvel will subsidize titles that sell like absolute crap mm-hmm. it's interesting uh, you look at the overall you look at the unit sales historically, Stephen, mm-hmm. compared to December the prior year, is plus 2%. Mm-hmm. Compared to the December five years ago, minus 11%. Mm-hmm. December 10 years ago, minus 24%. Yeah. December 15 years ago, minus 8%. December 20 years ago, minus 20%. So the market still just not what it was. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Marvel can't print their way out of that because mm-hmm. a lot of the comics they're printing sell like garbage are garbage yeah just sell terribly are garbage uh, they are garbage <laughs> yeah i mean it's just just terrible the out of the all the number one debut issues and i don't include one shot issues i mean sure. debut issues of a new mm-hmm. title this is how they batman who laughs number one 220,000 55 units amazing uh-huh. shazam number one great start steven at 66,950 that's a really good start for shazam yeah it mm-hmm. will drop it oh, will yeah. drop, but that's a good start. Mm-hmm. That's better than I thought, honestly. Oh, yeah. really is. He's never been a big seller. No. Uh, Miles Morales, uh, sorry, Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Superior, Superior Spider-Man, number one, starring Doc Ock. Outsold Miles Morales. Just mm-hmm. let that marinate for a second. Superior Spider-Man, number one, 66,734 Why? Units. Why? Miles Morales, <laughs> Spider-Man, number one, and it wasn't even close. 57,491. Almost 10,000 units less than Doc Ock as Spider-Man. Wow. Again, I get Miles has his small focal fan base, but guys, you can't even... Forget outselling Peter Parker, who is the, the number one seller yeah. for Marvel, period, of all comics. You can't even outsell Doc Ock as Spider-Man. Man. So just, just sit down and... Shh, shh. Okay, thank you. 
X Force number one, fifty seven thousand three hundred sixty nine. Star Wars Darth Maul number one, forty five thousand nine nine nine. X Men Exterminated number one, forty two thousand twenty eight. Martian Manhunter number one, Stephen. We talked about this issue before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thirty nine thousand three hundred twelve. That's not a good start. Yeah. Prodigy number one, thirty eight thousand three seventy nine. Star Wars Qui Gon Jinn number one, thirty seven thousand nine hundred seven. Die number one, twenty eight thousand eight hundred sixty seven. Winter Soldier number one, Stephen, a character oh. that we like. A comic that we like, 26,329. That's not good, my friend. No, that's not good. That, that's not good. No. That's bad. That is bad. Mm-hmm. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Does not make me happy. You can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Livewire, number one, 24,638. Killmonger, number one, 24,242. Again, pr- proving that movies and comics have literally zero to do with each other. Mm-hmm. Always have been, always will be. Yep. Freedom Fighter, number one. Freedom Fighters number one. That came out. I read that, Stephen. That is the first comic since Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Okay, since Rebirth. Mm-hmm. That is the first New 52 comic that I have read. It is a New 52 comic. It reads like a New 52 comic. It feels like a New 52 comic. It smells like a New 52 comic. And guess what? <laughs> it also sells. It also sells like a New 52 comic. That debut issue got 23,836. DC. If it has an inkling of New 52 on it, don't publish it because it won't sell. It won't sell. <laughs> there you go. I knew that was going to happen first time I read it. Well, that's a New 52 title. That'll bomb. And it did. You look at the minority titles, Miles doing the best with 57,491 units. Then number two, you drop all the way down to Black Panther number seven at 27,548. And then three, Black Panther versus Deadpool number three, 24,000. 357. Why is that a thing? I don't know. And then number four is Killmonger, number one, at 24,242. And then number five, Shuri, number three. We reviewed the first issue of that. Mm-hmm. Shuri, number three, 17,561. It's not good when you're in your third issue and you're already in the teens. Yeah, it's not surprising. Number six is Killmonger, number two, 17,397. <laughs> Second issue. <laughs> <sighs> That's not good. Kick-Ass number 10 at 13,924. Mm-hmm. Sideways number 11, 11,150, and it's getting canceled. And Steve and I are very, very, very sad about that, aren't we? It's very sad. Mm-hmm. That's a good title. It sucks that it sells so badly, Stephen. Yeah. It really sucks. And then bringing up the caboose, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 38. How low can a Marvel title go, Stephen? This is, this is the game we're playing this title. 6,502. That's right. 6,502 units, Stephen. <laughs> I'm waiting for that number to get to like two at some yeah. point. <laughs> It'll just be the writer and the, and the artist buying it. Um, <laughs> and they're friends. Yep. Please buy it. <laughs> uh, female title, Stephen Catwoman number six took the number one spot, 48,014. Catwoman, by the way, has been a good read. I like Catwoman. Mm-hmm. I like it. They made her slinky and sexy again. I'm a fan. A number two, yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I'm a very simple man, Stephen. Number two is Wonder Woman, number 60, 36,966. Eh. Uh, number three, Spider Gwen Ghost Spider, number three, 29,016. 29, why is that a thing? No. Number four, Harley Quinn, number 55, 27,742. Do you remember when Harley Quinn used to be a beast yeah. seller? Mm-hmm. What happened? I haven't read Harley Quinn in a while. Have they changed the, the theme and the direction and the goal of that title to something else well i know amanda connor's not on anymore so maybe that's what maybe it, that's it maybe that's it i don't know but that sales numbers have just turned to crap yeah i mean that used to be a really good selling comic mm-hmm. i just wow um in the fifth spot life of captain marvel number five twenty seven thousand seventy nine. As always, Carol Danvers sells like crap. Why? <laughs> uh, number six, X-23. Number seven, 26,934. And that's why she's not Wolverine. Yeah. And number seven, Harley Quinn. Number 56, 26,491. Even, even further down. Uh, number eight, Spider-Girls. Number three, 21,682. That's not good. Number nine, Supergirl. <laughs> number 25, 21,564. Number 10, Domino, number nine, 20,692. That's depressing. Yeah, and then you have Shuri, number three, at 17,561. And then Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number 39, at 9,464. Fan favorite. And Unstoppable Wasp, number three, at 7,737. Nobody's favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's interesting, though, is that um, DC still has the number one and two. 
uh, three of the top four best-selling female comics. Yeah. And Catwoman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. DC just does a better job, yep. Stephen. DC just does a better job. Um, oh, to, to be fair, uh, the minority titles, Marvel's doing a better job than DC. Yeah. To, to be fair. <clears throat> to be fair. The all-new, all-different titles that are still remaining, Stephen, how are they doing? we got to check in. Well, I'm no longer doing the, all, the, the New Age of Heroes titles, Stephen, because they've all been canceled. Yeah. I'm so sad. I'm so sad about Wait, that. Wait, so damage has been canceled too? You know it's going to get canceled I next. Know. I mean, isn't that the only one left? <clears throat> um, That's the only one left. It hasn't been canceled. The Terrifics. Was the... I thought the Terrifics was canceled. Oh, shit. You're was right. It? I think you're right. I hope not. Is damage the only one left? I didn't the see rest any confirmation. Can- the silence, silence has can- been canceled. That one's been canceled. Sideways okay. has been canceled. Of course, the Brimstone's, Brimstone's been, canceled. been canceled. Unexpected canceled. I thought that was a miniseries. I think it turned into a miniseries. Um, <laughs> yeah, not by not by uh, not, not by, by choice. choice. <laughs> I, I think everything's been canceled except for damage. damage. Let's see if the trip. Isn't that well, terrible? Go ahead and look at the. I'll, I'll, so, I'll let you know. I'm going to look it up right now. All new, all different titles. Stephen uh, Miles taking the number one spot at fifty seven thousand four ninety one. Of course. Then number two is Life of Captain Marvel, like we said, twenty seven thousand seventy nine. The number three spot, Stephen. In the number three spot, West Coast Avengers number five, sixteen thousand thirteen units. Wow. <laughs> West number four spots West Coast Avengers number six. Are you ready? Tell me. A fifteen thousand eight hundred seventy six. God. <laughs> oh, I skipped over Champions number twenty seven, nineteen thousand hundred ninety nine. Oh. Wow. Great. Champions yeah. uh Champions Annal number one, Stephen, fifteen thousand two hundred eighteen. Shatterstar number three, eleven thousand two hundred twenty one. Exiles number 11, 10,675. Iceman number four, Stephen. We reviewed the first issue. Iceman number four. Only the fourth issue, 10,479. Yeah, not so good. And then you have Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Unstoppable Wasp, and Moon Girl, which we already touched on. Yeah. Those are horrible sales numbers. Again, Stephen, oh, yeah. you roll out an all new, all different styled title, and you just get the most horrendous sales numbers. Yeah. <laughs> just hitting. Miles is the only exception to that at this point. He's at 57 for his number one issue. That will be in the 30 range. Mm-hmm. And that's where he'll settle. That's where he always is. He usually settles around the low 30s. But the rest of them, I mean, Steven, West Coast Avengers, Champions, d- nobody wants them. But they're going to keep rolling out to you. I have to applaud Marvel's, um, their dedication. Yeah. I have to applaud their dedication, Steven. Uh, last bit of news with the sales charts, my friend, trade paperbacks. Looks like uh, pretty even between the publishers, Stephen. Mm-hmm. In the top 10, Marvel and DC each had three apiece. And Image had one, Boom had one, Viz had one, Dark Horse had one. Top right. 25, Marvel had seven, DC had 11, Image had two, Viz one, Dark Horse one, Oni one, Lionforge one. And the top 50, Marvel and DC, again, almost equal. Marvel 19, DC 17. So when it comes to the Trade paperbacks. It's 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 it looks pretty pretty even for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, but that's about it, Stephen. Um, wow, it's 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 amazing. Each month, it it, it proves two it proves uh it proves two things each month. The sales numbers, Stephen. One, mm-hmm. all new, all different theme titles sell like crap. Yeah, and two that. Comics that you hear about the most online, niche comics that you hear about the most online, tend to get bad sales numbers. Mm-hmm. They really do, which leads me to believe that publishers really, if, if I'm running a publisher, Stephen, in this day and age, right. I'm ignoring social media. <laughs> it's not a good barometer of what sells. Yeah. It just isn't, because social media can amplify the voice of few and make it look like this comic is a, you know really popular it should be a big seller because yeah. social media can, can really amplify a few people, a small mm-hmm. group. Yeah. And it's just, it's not a good barometer. Social media is a bad barometer for what sells and what doesn't. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's Batman. Yeah. It's Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. It's Justice League. Yeah. It's Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. It's X-Men. Mm-hmm. It's Wolverine. Yeah. I, I mean, just it, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, hey, uh, the way I look at it is, again, readers have no one to blame but themselves if Mm -hmm. certain things aren't doing well. Um, I'm convinced that Marvel has made – we're picking on them for publishing so many titles that sell like crap, but they – you have to give them credit, Stephen. 
they have made a, you cannot blame Marvel. They have made a concerted effort. Mm-hmm. A concerted effort. Yeah. May not have done the best job portraying these characters, but they have made a concerted effort with all these very diverse characters. Mm-hmm. And they're bombing. Yeah. So it's on readers. It's not on Marvel. I don't know what else you could ask Marvel to do at this point. I, I really don't. I, I, I don't. Yeah. Same thing with DC. Mm-hmm. We praise the New Age of Heroes titles. I mean, I say it every month. The more I, we look at these numbers, the more I'm convinced. It used to be the publishers were to blame back in the day. Nope. They really are mm-hmm. not. Yeah. They really are not. It's on, it's on the reader yeah. at this point. So it's I, on I the guess, reader. I guess you guys really don't want it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's it is what it is at this point. Yep. And I think the market is. We're, I think also problem is we've con- the market's contracted so much that now you're just down to diehard comic fans. Yeah. And diehard comic fans. If it's not you know Bruce Wayne or Peter Parker or you know the classics, mm-hmm. they're just not interested. They're not interested. They're just not interested in. Yep. So. It is. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the future is uh, with um, the streaming services, with the TV shows, and the cartoons, and the movies. Maybe that's the future with bringing in new audiences to this IP and to, and to getting new characters, mm-hmm. new diverse characters to become popular with yeah. audiences. Maybe that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, that, that's the route you go, and the comics just aren't the route you take anymore. Maybe you, because it seems like they have a lot more success with these newer characters um, in the movies and the streaming TV shows. Mm-hmm. They yeah. just do. They just do. Yeah, they do. It's you know they there are ways that they could they could rectify this, but Disney and Warner Brothers just don't seem to be interested in it. Yep. So, so there you go. Oh well. All right, my friend. And on that note. Yep. Until next time, viva la revolution.